This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Coming up today, we check in with Chuck Hazzy and find out how Leech Lake was for the opener. We'll preview what we can expect for the next couple of weeks, talk a little twins, and we have a jaw-dropping Fast Five with Chuck. Plus, Steve Sapaniak's in to talk about what happened on the Lax opening weekend and has a confession. He wasn't fishing walleyes on the opener. It's all coming up on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hey, we're checking in with Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures uh, on the water today, and I'm sure on the water all weekend. Hey, Chuck, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Kev. So you were out on the water today, a very a windy day, but I think it was probably a very windy weekend. It's been quite a stretch of, of uh, blowing the last few days. Yeah, it hasn't really hasn't really laid down, which can be good or bad on on Leech Lake. The lake's starting to get clearer each year, so a little bit of wind is is usually a good thing, but too much can make it a little bit difficult too. So a happy medium would be nice. <laughs> So how was the fishing for for the first few days of uh, the 2022 soft water season? It was it was pretty good. Um water temps are still really cold. Um Walker Bay in in general um even today we're only at 45 degree water temps in most places in Walker Bay. Uh we're seeing 52 occasionally 53 on the main lake but the main lake fish seem to cooperate um at least for saturday um fishing was very good saturday and uh took a little bit of a dip on uh yesterday along with that 
the big wind made it almost impossible to fish in most places. Um, today was a little slower, but that's generally we get these high pressure systems that that come in with the northwest wind, and that's kind of a kind of a thing that happens out here. I'm looking at tomorrow. We're supposed to have a few more clouds and maybe a little less wind, so um, and a little bit warmer. I'm hoping tomorrow it'll be a little better. Okay. Well, I tell you the 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 opening weekend. It always seems we either have like snow or it's just so cold that it's not pleasant, or if even if it's warm, then it gets windy and almost too windy, and that was kind of what we had this weekend, the too windy opener. Right, right, and that's it seems like it happens every year that way, except for then Monday and Tuesday after everyone goes home. Those are the two nicest <laughs> days of the whole week, but that didn't happen today either, so we'll see. All right, so I, I'm guessing, like everybody else, you guys were all uh, hanging shallow, going jigging minnow. Yep, jigging minnow was best um, for for most people. Um, quite a few boats out. It seemed like everyone was kind of doing the same thing. Some people were drifting, some people were were trolling real slow, some people were pitching up to shore. But yeah, most of the fish I would say that were caught were in nine ten feet of water or less with a jig and a. If you could find decent minnows, um, I was fortunate enough to have a few spot tail shiners. Um, that's what we caught the majority of our fish on. But uh, talking to some other guys, it sounded like as long as he had a decent-sized fathead or a, or a rainbow chub, that those worked as well. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this season develops because we had such a lousy uh, hard water season because of the snow and the ice conditions. And there was a lot less pressure on the lakes than there typically is for winter. Uh, so I think there's a lot of fish in the water right now. Yeah, the the winter that we just went through, the winter that never ended, um, <laughs> it uh, it definitely probably saved a few fish in the system. That's That's for sure. And and now we're we're hopefully heading back in the the right direction here um you know it's 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 one of the greatest places in the world for for three months weather wise but we definitely paid our dues i think over over the winter so yeah we did and and it was it was not fun it was uh, frustrating for a lot of people so i i really do think uh if we get any semblance of decent weather uh, there's going to be a lot of people out fishing, and I think, of course, the the last couple of years with the uh, with the, with COVID and a lot of people uh, having more time to fish, I, I, I'm hoping that started a trend going forward. I, I I think it did. Yeah, we we definitely noticed an uptick in in pressure and and people around in the area the the last couple of years, um, and that's a good thing. Definitely seeing a lot more. Uh, young adults or kids you know in the boat with with parents or uncles or grandmas and grandpas and and things like that so that's good to see i'm i'm hoping that that is the direction that we're headed as far as the actual act of fishing itself uh, jig and minnow is going to be the the calling card for a while as you noted we're only 45 degrees in walker bay um what's the temperature uh, water temperature that uh, kind of signals you it might be time to change tactics um, for me, I, I, you know, the general rule of thumb is high fifties, maybe 60 degree water temperature. Then you're starting to see a few more things come into play. Uh, night crawlers, leeches, you know, different rigs, Lindy rigs, spinners, things, things like that, where you can catch them, you know, just about any way you want. Um, 
right now that you know with the with the cooler water temperature we'll probably see at least for another week or so i'd say looking at the forecast it's it's going to be a jig and a minnow you know some type of slower presentation maybe a little bit shallower water um you know and and with that you don't want to come rip roaring you know into a spot the fish are up shallow they just got done doing their thing and they're a little bit skittish so the quieter you can be in a boat or the you know the the slower you can you can pace things seems to uh seems to be the way that they want it right now so i'm not going to ask you for your super secret spots i know better than that but general areas on leech lake what's what's Um, the best place to be in the spring yeah i mean right now a lot of the fish uh spawn on the west or or northwest shoreline um of the big lake that would include anywhere from the walker narrows up to to big hardwoods point um that's where we saw the majority of of fishermen um the last couple days um portage bay i did hear of some pretty decent reports in portage bay um again typical spawning areas uh, rubble rock sand transition anything on the it'd be more on the west shoreline anything that's going to be a little bit more protected from the predominant west or northwest wind um that's kind of the areas right now where those fish are are still at they haven't we haven't seen any kind of migration or anything yet they're they're in or right next to their typical spawning areas i would say well, it's walleye season. That's what everybody wants to do this time of year. But we didn't get that pre-opener uh, uh, panfish bite, and I just was wondering if anybody went and did that if, when, when the walleyes were being a little bit picky. Did you notice that? I I tried. I uh, The ice went out here a week ago Sunday, and I was on the water uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday looking for them. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of luck, but that's usually when you can kind of get out and knock the rust off a little bit and get your hook set swing down and it's just it's a little early even for the crappies at least out here on these bigger lakes i haven't really noticed um them coming into their traditional areas yet but that it it could happen overnight they they could be there tomorrow it's it's going to happen soon um but as of right now even that bite's been a little bit behind schedule did you hear from any of your uh, compatriots as to how their uh, fishing went this weekend? Yeah, I, I talked to just about everyone. Um, everybody seemed to seemed to have a pretty good day on Saturday. Um, I actually on Saturday I, I fished with my dad, brother, and oldest boy, and in part of a little tournament that uh, someone who else has has been on the show, Dusty Minky. He's a good friend of mine, and he has kind of a little traditional opening day tournament. And there was probably, I would say, we had 10 boats, and uh, most everybody caught a caught a good number of fish, at least to have a big fish fry at the end. Um, I know Toby was on leech. Um, he had a good weekend. Jason was out here. It sounds like he caught, he caught some nice fish as well. Uh, Jeff, I believe, fished up, up by Lake of the Woods. Actually, I think he might have fished part of the river. Um, and it looks like they caught a few fish. So everybody seemed to have a pretty good time and, and catch enough fish to, you know, at least bring home and, and have a good first first uh, spring fish fry outside. Much more to come with Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, including his first foray into the past five. 
But up next, Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service joins us. Confessions of a non-walleye angler on the opener. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Well, Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service joining me. And Steve, the uh, fishing season is finally underway. For a while, we thought we'd be, uh, you know, ice fishing to start the opener. But no, things cleared up uh, and, and everybody was able to get out on the water. How was the uh, bite for you? You know, the bite was tough as far as what we were after. Opening day, I had a group of guys, brothers, and we were after Northern Pike. Kevin, and uh, it was really, I'll be honest with you, difficult. Uh, a lot of the bays that we fished, the weeds were barely starting to grow off the bottom because everything was so far behind schedule. I tried uh, five, six different bays, and these bays are good size. I can find them. You know, it's the size of a good size lake, actually. And uh, we didn't catch a single northern pike, although one of my guys in this one specific bay, I gave him a small phantom lure to use. I said, you know, I said, this little lure is fantastic on northern pike and muskies. I said, so be wary, you know. Not even five minutes later, he hollers out, I've got one. I've got something. Uh, 25 minutes later, Kevin, I was getting a 52-and-a-half-inch muskie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, needless to say, that was exciting. It was, a, it, was, it was a sheer adrenaline rush for everybody. He had light line on my outfit, you know, nothing too bad, but, you know, Northern Pike. And I could see the muskie was barely by the lip and i kept telling him let it go i said give it drag i said let's let's go with the assumption that the more or less drag we go with it's not going to feel the resistance i said we'll be able to bring it back and forth nice and gentle then when the time comes i'll net it you know i had my musky net kevin sitting at home so i have my northern net which is half the size (laughs) but uh, he played it perfect he, uh, Bradley played that fish just ideal. We got it netted and everything. We got it weighed. We got some quick pictures, and we released it. The fun part was when we were playing that fish for 25 minutes, uh, boats would come by, and they would holler and whoop and everything at us, you know, and holler good luck and everything. Uh, the nice part is that uh, Muskie was returned healthy as could be. It sank to the abyss, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to catch her again this year. No, I don't. I think that's a pretty good bet to, that you'll at least see it again. You know, um, but here I got to tell you, Steve, you're probably the only guy I'm going to talk to this week that was going for Northern on opening weekend. I know everybody's <laughs> after walleye. And, you know, there was a plenty of people fishing walleye. I, I heard the the bite was so so. If you were on the right spot in the right area and the sun was aligned with the moon and you didn't offend no one in a previous life, you had some decent luck. For the most part, though, it was tough for the walleye anglers, too. Uh, more smallmouth were caught, you know, which is different, but everything was deeper than what we anticipated. So that goes to show a little, little strange opening weekend. Well, you had plenty of water on that lake, you were just telling me. Oh, my gosh, it's incredible. Last year was one of the lowest I've ever seen. Myself and a bunch of other friends who were guides everywhere we went, Kevin, we were dragging the prop, the skag, 
in the bottom of the boat. We checked with, you know, meteorologists, and we checked with DNR, and like everybody said, it's going to be maybe four to six years of regular weather conditions to get enough rain to bring it back to normal. Kevin, we got that back to normal and then some above normal within two weeks. It was incredible. I bet you we, that, that lake rolls at least two feet with all the rain we got. Wow. That's um, a lot. How was the wind for you guys? You know, we faced some wind. You know, it was it was blowing pretty good. You know, it, it was supposed to be one direction, but that baby was doing a 360 most of the day. And I told my guys, I said, get your rain suits on. When they looked at the clouds, I said, oh, it's not for the clouds and the rain, my friend. I said, it's for the waves. I said, that's why I wear a rain suit over half the time on a windy day. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all over the place. How about you guys? You had the governor opener. We did, and uh, they were up in Cutfoot, so that was a pretty good place to be because the wind was pretty nasty, and that would have been uh, awfully tough on the big water, I think. Um, and, you know, I did hear the bite was good on most of the lakes up here, but it, it was a wind battle. I mean, uh, it, you know, there were some places it was really hard to get on because of the wind. Other places you just had to find a corner where it was quiet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, it was just, you know, it was rocking and rolling. I had mm-hmm. a group yesterday, Jeff and his wife, uh, Bonnie, from Iowa. I get them every year, a couple times a year. And normally we do good. We'll tie into the Northern Pike, Kevin. We'll uh, go to some other lakes or stay on the lakes. We'll get some nice panfish, you know, bluegills and crappies. Well, we tried everything yesterday. I had uh, $40 worth of sucker minnows and chubs. And uh, one sucker minnow made a mad dash. It bobber went down a little bit, and that was it. That was mm. the whole day. So we ended up with 12 perch. The biggest was 6 inches, 2 bluegills, Kevin. The largest was maybe 5 inches, and the smallest was about 3 inches. So that was the extent of our of our lucky history. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're the, the, the wakes, the, the lakes, I should say, are just awakening. We're getting into uh um, into spring finally, I think the things will really pick up. And I think the other thing is we all need to get adjusted to the uh, the new higher water levels. Then, you know, like you said, it was really low last year. It's way different this year. Oh, definitely. It's going to be a whole new ball game, you know. And another thing, too, that really surprised the heck out of me opening day, Sunday and, and yesterday, you know, fishing was certain bays that I fish this time of year for northern pike and tie into some panfish and some walleyes. The water temperature, the water temperature, folks, was 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. We went down south to Cove Bay, C-O-V as in Victor Cove Bay. It was 10 degrees warmer. Wow. That was, and I looked at my sonar, and I looked at the temperature gauge at least six, seven times, and I'm sitting there, how can that be that much difference? Well, when we left again, the water temperature dropped and acclimated to what the main basin was while we cruised another bay. That was 50. We come back to Cove Bay. And we're there for 10, 15 minutes, and you can just watch it rise up 10 degrees more. So something odd is happening around that area. I don't know what it is, but that could be affecting the fishing as well. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, did you hear from anybody on any other lakes in, in your area? You know, there was some action, Kevin, going. Good question. There was some action going with uh, panfish. Uh, nothing fast and furious. You know, like Smith Lake, there was some walleye action going, which is always nice. A uh, little Borden Lake over there by Garrison gave up some panfish in action, but not a lot of consistency going, a lot of small fish. Uh, the perch we did uh, we did happen to catch, you know, when we were pan fishing, they were dropping their milk, you know, so they didn't even spawn yet. That tells the story right there. We had quite a mess in the boat with the perch, you know, dropping the milk and everything, you know, for fertilizing. And uh, that just lets everybody know, you know, things are that far behind schedule. 
Uh, I don't know what your area up here. It's supposed to cool down to possibly seeing a snow flurry or two again by this weekend. So no, yeah, that's that's got to be very very frustrating. Uh, we def- we just we need the water to warm up. Oh, definitely. You know, and they're talking forties for us. You know, around Mille Lacs in that area in the evening and low thirties. You know, are not low but higher thirties. But yeah, we definitely need the water temperature to warm up. I got a brother-in-law over by Wilmer area. And they're just having a heck of a time with uh, crappies, bluegills, and walleyes, you know. So I should just, you know, to get something to eat, maybe make a mad dash down there for an afternoon. Well, Steve, it's not that many weeks, and uh, we'll be able to go after muskies again. Oh, I tell you what, catching that one Saturday, got <laughs> I got the itch going. I've got all my equipment <laughs> ready. Rods and reels are set up. In fact, I found a couple new reels I got to get right on it, and yeah. We'll be all set. I am booked, I think, the month of June. I might have five days off, Kevin. The rest is all booked solid. Wow. Well, then uh, then I guess we look ahead to July and August when maybe uh, the water really warms up and, and the uh, muskies really get going. I'm hoping so. You know, I'm hoping for a good opener. If we can just keep some stable weather. I know you and I talk about this often, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but we need warm days and warm nights. That's going to be the key to get everything a little bit warmer and get the fish moving. So, uh, boy, I tell you, the idea of having snow again in your area just sort of uh, gives me the shivers. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think it's going to be much, and I think it's you know it's just going to get down, dipping down to that thirty-two range, you know, overnight. So, uh, but still, it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna help things. No, it's not. About the only good thing that's going to do is kill off any mosquitoes that are getting ready. <laughs> yes, that's a fact. <laughs> But I presume whatever you're going for this, you know, this weekend you're going to be you're going to be fairly shallow and uh, and you're going to follow the wind like you like we always do. We have to, we have to. I'm going to be chasing walleyes. I'm going to be chasing uh, after walleyes. I want to tie into some panfish, and then I'm going to go for the northern pike. So they're they're so far behind schedule. You know, we got to get those weeds higher, Kevin. And that's what it's going to be to get the fish going more active as far as the pike go. And uh, right now, the weeds are no more than a foot and a half, two feet off the bottom in most areas I fish. And this time of year, they should be at least three to four feet up. Well, Steve, if people want to use your services later on this year, uh, how can they get booked? You know, thank you. It's a good question. Uh, check out my website, folks, predatorguideservice.com. Uh, take a look at some big fish. Give us a call. You got my home phone number is on my website. My cell number, call me anytime. Three two zero, three three three, two nine four one. Be happy to take you out, and hopefully we'll tie into some of the big ones. All right. Well, we are hoping for better weather and uh, and more active bites here in the next few weeks. Steve, as always, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. Stick around. Headed back to Leech Lake, and Chuck Hazzy next as he gets ready for the Fast Five. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest. And Chuck, 
you know, guys like you know it, and uh, and and you, you're out on the water every day, so you make sure you, you you make sure you're comfortable as you can be. But that uh, that can really ruin it, you know, at this time of year when the weather can be so iffy. Um, what do you recommend people wear this time of year when it's windy, when it's a little cooler, so that they're going to stay comfortable on a fishing day? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. I I tell everyone, especially this time of year. I mean, it can be 65 degrees out, and you can be comfortable in a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt. But once you get on that lake, it's it's generally 15, you know, sometimes 20 de- 20 degrees cooler, especially when you have these cold water temps. Um, so I always recommend. I tell everyone, you know, if you think you're going to be if you think you're going to be too warm in what you got, I'd bring plan on bringing another layer or two with and and dress in layers. Um, the, the clothing aspect is, is really important, especially when you're out there all the time. Um, you know, something that blocks the wind, um, as simple as that sounds, can go a long ways. Uh, I generally look for, I won't name names, but there's a lot of, you know, maybe a little higher amount products out there. Anything with a seam sealed zipper um, where it looks like it's kind of almost like a strip of rubber that closes after you after you run the zipper through it. Anything like that's pretty much going to be waterproof or windproof. And uh, I've got two or three sets. I've always got a couple extra sets in the boat. Even today, I mean, I don't know what the high was, maybe 60 degrees. I'm, I guess I didn't look, but with the wind and everything out there, a couple of the guys in the boat were a little underdressed. And uh, by about noon, they were they were digging through one of my compartments to to put another layer on. So it's especially this time of year, you know, you want to be comfortable. If it means spending an extra few dollars for the gear, the chances are it's probably going to last longer, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be more comfortable anyway. It's it's probably worth it. But uh, good gear is is one of those things um, that is pretty much essential this time of year. Speaking of gear, any uh, favorite new toys this year for you? Um, you know, Garmin came out with a couple new transducers that I'm running this year, and I haven't had a ton of time to really mess around with them yet, but I'm liking what I see so far, um, that the active imaging um, from all of the, the bigger brands seems to be getting better and better every year. Um, it's It actually was a, a very tough spring to get uh, some of those products just due to shortages and, and things like that. I know some of the main manufacturers uh, were, were back-ordered in a lot of new new toys and gadgets and stuff that people maybe ordered, you know, back in January or February still were not shipping yet, but it sounds like just maybe the last week or so now talking to some of the guys at Reed's here in town, some of that stuff is starting to starting to get sent out, so... We'll see. There's a few new gadgets out there that, you know, people are going to try. And there's there's always something new every year. It uh, it never fails. If you're the guy who, you know, buys a, a new graph or something like that and maybe spends a little more than they want to, but think, you know, this is it's definitely going to be worth it. And then there's something always new that comes out the next year, and that seems a little more obsolete. And <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to... Uh, uh, have some pretty good connections and, and be, you know, I can usually get a few of those toys just to try out here and there. Um, 
I'm just trying to think of anything else that's out there right now. I guess there isn't really anything that's going to be too earth-shattering, I wouldn't think, but we'll see. All right. Well, if we're going to go out fishing in the next week, um, you know, just the uh, just a very small snippet of what we should be doing. Um, typically, I mean, if you're fishing for walleyes, um, at least lakes around here, most of the fish are going to spawn on your west, northwest shorelines. Um, and, and again, that's areas of maybe rubble um, or even some smaller rocks or rock to sand transitions, things like that. Those fish are still going to be close to those, to those spawning areas um, as they just finish up here. That's where I would start. Uh, use your electronics. If you have side imaging, we did a lot of side imaging today. Um, we spent a lot of time with our lines out of the water just trying to keep up with fish as they're starting to move around a bit. Um, use your electronics. Don't start fishing until you actually know the fish are there. Um, if you were to just go out like this was your typical opener this this last weekend and fish where you fished last year, you probably weren't going to find many fish because last year we were two to three weeks ahead of where we were this year. So that's where your electronics and, and, and that comes, you know, into play. Um, that being said, most of the lakes around here, 12 feet or less, I would say. Um, I haven't really seen many fish, especially on leech, moving off of the shoreline. So you can kind of narrow it down and, and start in those maybe traditional spawning areas and once you find them, there's there's probably a good chance that there's going to be a group of active males there ready ready to eat. All right, and and I would be yeah, I'd be very surprised if they weren't anywhere anywhere but shallow. Yeah, I I I mean at least out here, our our deep water fishing is mainly done in Walker Bay, and I haven't even looked at it. I mean, I can look at my my temperature gauge on my graph and show it's still 42, 43 degrees. And I don't even waste time out there. You want to find the warmest water you can close to the spawning areas. And that's, that's where you're going to find fish right now. And uh, Chuck, if, even if the fish aren't biting, the twins are in first. So how many times do we get to say that? Not, not very often. It, uh, you know, the wild, they uh, at least they didn't ruin opener for us with a game seven. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they would have went to game seven, and they probably would have lost a heartbreaker. Because that's just what happens in Minnesota. It is, it is. But I'll take my first place twins at least for a while. It's kind of fun. Yep, exactly. And they're doing everything right. They're pitching well. They're hitting well. Their bullpen's doing well. They're playing good D. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Can Buxton win MVP if he only plays eighty games? <laughs> with the kind, of, with the numbers that he's putting up, I, it it would be a it would be a record. But I think it could be done. I mean, I can't believe it. He might be able to. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> it's fun uh, to see the twins doing well. And obviously, you know, from from a leisurely day on the water with the radio on and the twins playing, right. it's a lot more fun when they're in first than when they're in last. Yeah, it's a lot easier to pay attention or, you know, you know what time the games are, even know who's pitching once in a while when they're in first place. And, you know, you turn the TV on in the in the house or have the radio on in the background in the boat. And uh, 
that's all we can ask for, I guess, out of the Twins. I've, I've given up, you know, now I wouldn't say all hope, but at least they're relevant and they make you pay attention a little bit. That's that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Our our expectations are fairly low in Minnesota. The bar is not set very high. <laughs> All right, Chuck. If people want to do a a fishing trip with you and talk twins and catch walleyes, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yep, you can always call us at our eight hundred number, which is eight five five L O A hook. Uh, you can reach me on my cell. Uh, that is two one eight two eight nine. 1383 and uh I, i'm pretty booked up for the next couple months here um but even if i can't take you we've got a, a great team of guides and we can usually find someone to get you out and and on the water all right before we let you go i'm gonna put you through the ringer it's time for you to do the fast five all right i'm ready you are ready what's up fast five all right let's uh let's go with fishing questions first Question number one, your favorite fish to catch? Walleye. I kind of knew that. Uh, secondly, your favorite fish to eat? Uh, pizza. Not many people know this, but I'm actually allergic to fish. I cannot eat them. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. So it's just all about the hunt for you? Yep. Yep, my, my freezer has zero fish in it. <laughs> Well, you never have to worry about the DNR catching you with too many then. You can always <laughs> buy a hot dog or a hamburger or a steak from the store. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that uh, that did throw me for a loop. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, I think I know the answer to this one, too. But question number three, besides fishing and, and or hunting, what is your favorite sport? Uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. And speaking of baseball, put you on the spot, man. Are the Twins going to win the Central Division? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. He's I think the White Sox will get healthy, and I think they'll win the division again. I really do. Well, I hope you're wrong, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. All right. Final question number five. Your celebrity crush from your high school days, Babe Winkleman. Well, that's not the babe I would have thought, but <laughs> there was no hesitation there. No, that's a, that's an eyebrow raiser. I got to tell you, Chuck. <laughs> we'll call it we'll call it a man crush. Okay, very good, Chuck Hasse, Great to have you on the show. As always, we'll be sure to check in in a few weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, Cap. The most fascinating fast five yet. I can't top it. I'm just getting out of here. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria.